The fish fillet. No. Who orders a fish fillet from Mackie D's? I ordered. Harvey Weinstein did. What's that supposed to mean? I ordered a take, fish fillet. Take, take from it what you will. I ordered a fish fillet meal, and it came. Now, here's what we need to break down. The fish fillet is some fried haddock. Is and it haddock? I think it's haddock. How do you know? You don't know it's haddock. What else would it be? It's not going to be cod. <laughs> it's not haddock. It's haddock. There's no way McDonald's is spending money on on haddock. Why not? I just don't believe it. Haddock's a cheap fish. Fish? Also. Filet. Here are the other two questions. Well, not questions. I'm calling it now. It's not haddock. Oh, I'm calling it. It's not haddock. That's a mysterious voice that's just dropped in. Remember, we'll introduce that mysterious voice later. That's playing the background. Here, here's the thing: is it's playing in my head rent free. There's tartar sauce, sure, on the fish fillet, or the fillet of fish, however you prefer to say it. I say fish fillet. I think it's official. I think it's official name. It's a fish, a fillet is of a, fish. It's a fillet of fish. It's right in front of you. No, it's fish fillet. Uh, just like Kanye West says in the song. What song? Uh, <laughs> the what's the name of the song, Gavin? <laughs> Gavin, what's the name of the song? It's it's friends in Paris. Okay, buddy, buddy, old pals in Paris. Me and my friends in Paris. You fucking idiot. What? You dumb Is it not Haddock? Fucking idiot. It's not Haddock. It's not Haddock. It's a it's either white hokey or Pollock, you fucking moron. <laughs> I look foolish. You stupid. I feel shit. I, but here's the question, Gary. Why <laughs> is there cheddar cheese? On the filet of fish, the I fish think fillet. you are being generous in calling it cheddar cheese. I Why think. is there imitation <laughs> American cheese, American style plastic cheese on the filet of fish? Cannot be classed as cheddar. fish fillet. What is American style plastic cheese? What like if you were going to get close to it's naming chemicals? It, but if you were going to be like, oh, it's it's cheddar, it's Wensleydale, it's Gorgonzola, Wensleydale, it's uh, Parmesan, Parmesan, like it. Cheddar is cheddar the closest, or is it just I mean, its yeah. own? Like is it, no, but is it, or is it just its own species of flat cheese? That's its own species. Is this, well, <laughs> it's American cheddar. I'm thinking. <laughs> it's not, is that what? <laughs> no way. It's, if that's what we're contributing to the American cheese societies, flat plastic <laughs> shit. They have fucked Think up. Think of in it more like a deadly dunker or something. Like it's that's the, not cheese. It's the uh, it's the idea of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's the promise. This the honest to god promise of of a world. We with promise cheese. you cheese, but it won't be cheese. But what again, else is a again, like a like a petty falou. Disregard what it is. Fruit cheese. The question is goopy fruit. The cheese. question is who in the world of McDonald's was like? Let's get the bun. A yep. brioche looking bun. Let's get the fried uh, pollock. Or a uh, hokey. Hokey. Let's get the tartar sauce on there. And then you thought, we're <laughs> missing Slap something. On cheese. We're missing something. What do we need to bring this alive? They thought, cheese. Definitely feels like somebody was making the filet fish at the McDonald's headquarters and looked into the storeroom and were like, we've got an awful lot of flat cheese. What about we just stick it on? Everything? Let's fucking stick it, stick on, the it fish. on everything on the menu. Stick it on the fish bun. Do you order your filet of fish without the cheese? No, of course not. Then what's the fucking problem? It's meandering movies. It's. Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome back 
It's the Meandering Movie Podcast. This is a fun special episode that we promised quite some time ago. We it's did, now happening. We hoodwinked it, baby. We have hoodwinked it. And in today's <laughs> Oh, he is going for it. Look Phil, at him go. You are, you're going to lose. I'm worried we're going to lose you to we're this. Gonna, we've already lost 30 to seconds it. of DVD uh, music. Th- this Unbeknownst. Can we just... Un- I'm assuming yeah. by, th- by the time Gav sorts out the edit... Unbeknownst to the listening mortals, we have, for some reason, inexplicably decided to run the DVD music into Phil's headset on loop. <laughs> the DVD of Hoodwinked also, ha- and just to clarify this, has 30, 25 to 30 seconds of some indescript nonsense music. <laughs> which you might be hearing right now. You may hear for a little bit. We ran it into Phil's headset so that he can listen to it on, on repeat. repeat for the next... I ran it through Shazam to see if it would recognise anything, and nothing came up. So I'm assuming it's royalty what a surprise. free. It's so royalty free. I suggest we use this music from here until the end of time. Royalty free hoodwinked music. Anyway, Phil is at the moment doing pretty well. He's jiving. He's having a good time. By the end of this episode, I would guarantee he will be a because changed man. For context, in the lead up to when setting up the recording equipment, Gary turned to me and went, it's starting to make me feel uneasy. Like, <laughs> when it was on repeat, you're just like, I don't want to hear it's it anymore. It's awful. It's not great music. Like Captain Ahab finding the white whale, you will descend into insanity. Did Captain Ahab go crazy when he was searching for Moby Dick? That was so much funny with the music behind it. <laughs> <laughs> just the Because the music bam. ended as you finished that question, so it went completely silent for like a second, and then it came back in. It's beautiful. So that's right, human people. Not only are we doing episode nine, the hoodwinked episode ten, because we promised a lot. Episode nine or episode ten? This is episode eight, seven, or eight. Close. But we've we've promised a lot of things in this podcast, and we've never delivered in any of them. The nudies. But, but we promised that we would do a hoodwinked episode. The nudies. And after going out and getting a little sloshed on slightly be- sozzled on beer at McDonald's, we I had a beer back. that tasted like an orange Fanta. We spent seventy-seven minutes watching hoodwinked. Not even feature length. Not even feature length. <laughs> we spent seventy-seven minutes watching a non-feature length animated movie. And we have brought back, of course, we have Gary here. Gary's here. Howdy. We have um, Quizmaster the, Gary. The, the, the masochistic um, ball torturer. Ball torturer Gavin here. <laughs> and returning after a long hiatus. Awaited hiatus. Slowly, slowly touching insanity. Slowly touching insanity. Staring into to the, the void and the, listening to it scream back at him. We have your favorite, the lover of all, Audio Boy. <laughs> He's back in the Once game. Again, just to clarify, Gavin and I cannot hear the music. Again, it's I'm having the best time. Phil is just Phil is on repeat. Could you hear our voices? Yeah, it's come through that as well. Oh, that's even worse. So you hear our voices plus that music? Yeah. I'm so sorry uh, to the listeners and to Philip. So uh, when it comes to Hoodwinked, I'd never seen it. Gary, you of course have seen it. Touted it. It was my film. I pushed it out. I said, hey, this film is awful on so many levels, but at the same time, a beautiful masterpiece. And Audio Boy, I saw it when I was, I think, eight or nine years old. You're getting younger every time you tell the story. I don't remember much apart from. (laughs) I thought you said 11. I honestly have no idea. Might have been 10. It was, I was primary school. 
We'll say that so for sure. Minimum age six, maximum age fourteen. There's a primary school is a fourteen year old. That's what you told me. You said that you kept getting held back. <laughs> Don't bring that up on mic. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's because he spent every day in the music room listening to the Hoodwinked DVD music. <laughs> and so, for me, as a Hoodwinked virgin... <laughs> <laughs> hoodwinked virgin sounds like it definitely has a circumcision joke hidden in it somewhere. Well, there's someone, <laughs> someone in there. It's winking at you from its little... Uh, uh, I. What did you think, Gav? Yeah, so... What did Gav look at me? I don't want any, I don't want any of your twelve points you wrote down in a note. I want to know right now. I have made I look twelve at, bullet look points. Look at me right in the eye. What did you think of Hoodwinked? Here's from start you, to finish. From you, the BHX Potter advert onwards. From the from the Renee Zellweger. Ewan McGregor. Ma, Ewan McGregor. I was gonna say Mark Ruffalo from the <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Ewan McGregor trailer. Harvey Weinstein company logo to now. I think. After and watching don't Arthur and the Invisibles. And the Arthur and the Invisibles. Oh, don't worry, we're going to get into that because I've got notes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Madonna, I've got notes in these things. David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust. My my feeling and experience Three watching Hoodwinked was I think it's a secret masterpiece. Right? That people need to know mm, about. It has been slept upon. It's, oh, it's absolutely been slept Someone, upon. Was it Phil said at the beginning of this? We, we, we stuck it on. And for anyone that has listened to this podcast, you will know that I. The reason we watched this is because recently, two episodes ago, I said, if I was on Death Row, I would put on Hoodwinked because it's a genuine masterpiece. And Gavin went, fuck off. And I said, no, no, I swear to God, it's actually really good. And Phil went, yeah, I remember that when I was a kid. It's pretty good. And I was like, no, it's fucking really good. Anyway, that's why we decided to watch this. And at the beginning of this, Phil said, you know what? If this was animated, even just with. Just like twenty five percent better, it could have been a genuine masterpiece. It would be spoke. It would have been spoken about for years. It would be and up I, there with Shrek after, for sure. Yeah, it would have rivaled Shrek. After rewatching it tonight, I'm like, it feels so fucking good. It just what and and to reiterate, if you haven't listened to my last last the last episode where I spoke about it, the only problem it has. And this is, and it is a huge issue. Mm, a, Not a, a, <laughs> perhaps an issue that can't be overcome. It may, at it's genuinely maybe can't be overlooked. It is a Mount Everest of an issue. It looks like hot shit. Yes, it, it is. Like, After rewatching it tonight, there were bits of this where I thought maybe I maybe we've downloaded some like Russian knockoff. Like version of the animation, the audio is clearly right because it's all the American yeah. voice actors. But this looks like shit. So I had, I had uh, a a wave of different feelings. Did did you? First question I have is: Did you be, did you honestly believe me when I said it looked bad? Yeah. <laughs> did like, you go into this expecting it to look that bad? So when you sell it to me as it looks bad, I'm thinking like... When I sold it to you as it looks like hot warmed up vomit. Because that was, I think, my exact word. Yeah, you were like, it looks like um, <laughs> reheated vomit, I think is what you said. Did you... Did you heed that? I didn't <laughs> expect it to look as bad as you <laughs> said how, it was. How can it look worse because than that selling point? If you point? think it like... When we're kids and stuff, and you watch, like even Shrek, because mm-hmm. Shrek is going to be brought up a lot during this discussion. You look at Shrek now, it doesn't really, well, I'm going to bring up Shrek a lot, and I'll we'll get to why. But when you look at Shrek now, <laughs> the animation 
looks janky, but it's it's, but still, it's got its own charm. Shrek. Yeah, it's still passionate. Shrek holds up. Or you, or you on look some at the, the cartoons you watched as a kid. Your mm-hmm. your 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 Pokemon's, your Transformers, Builder Blocks, uh, Bob the Builder, that type of stuff. Fireman Sam. It's the it, Thomas the Tank Engine 2001 reboot, which was animated and not like a little model thing. Uh, it was animated. I can't remember. But And um, that's not Thomas and the Magic Railroad you're talking no, about. No, Thomas and the Magic Railroad. The live-action movie live with action Baldwin. Movie. Ali, and Mara Wilson. Great film. Great film. <laughs> that might be next on the list. It's not. It might uh, be. It's, no. When you look <laughs> no, at no. When you look at those things, there's still a there's still a bit of art. They're pretty it. bad, but they, they, they at least feel like yeah. they have love and then, into them. And then you put on the movie Hoodwinked. <laughs> and honestly, like... And I'll get to it, the script, because the script is something I need to talk about. It's distracting <laughs> from the masterpiece that is this film of how bad it looks. Yeah. Because there's points where you're like, I'm I'm genuinely engaged. I'm really enjoying it. And you're like, fucking Jesus, what is that? <laughs> what am I looking at? That's awful. What? Ah! I, then, what, uh, Phil, just, you've got your phone. When, when did the film actually come out? 2003. 2003. It looks... 2005. 2005. 2005, even later. He said that so confidently. Four years after everything confidently. Four years after Shrek, this movie came out. It looks like it is compiled of PlayStation 1 FMVC. You ever seen Ratatouille? That's the one movie I'm looking at right now. Sorry, wait, Ratatouille? Yeah, all these, like, knockoff Sorry, you mean the Disney classic Ratatouille? Well, this is the thing. Like, people... I think it's a Brazilian animation studio decided, oh, we're going to try and profit off of Ratatouille by making this movie in four months called Ratatouille. And it's just going to be a rat that's a chef. And we're not really going to have any plot or anything to it. And we're going to animate it so cheaply and quickly that we're just going to try and trick people into buying this movie. And how did that do? And it looks exactly like this. How did it do for the Brazilian community? (laughs) I don't know. Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) During the... Literally, as we... There's a screenshot for you. Oh, as we yeah. put this DVD in, <laughs> I started making notes because I I knew I needed to make notes because there's a lot that's you happening. Had to. And out of the twelve notes, one of the notes I have was, "If it doesn't move, it looks fine." <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of my thoughts. We're like, if the movie is like a still shot, you're like, that's not bad. But the minute a character starts to move in any way, it's just. Did you also notice hearts. that um, if it's not a like main character if it's not something that the camera is focusing on i.e. a background tree or rock oh yeah they're just they're still water they're still and they also look like shit it looks <laughs> like some of the animation is look, so another note that i made was it, it had everything except animation which is the most fascinating aspect because if you look at if you look at this entire <laughs> film like like the voice act no but that's that's <laughs> That's actually such a good review. It's like they poured their time into every other aspect of this film. Except- and then they were like, right, we've got it. We've recorded all the lines. We've got the script down and we recorded the script. It's amazing. We got these voice actors lined up. Sick. How much did you leave for the animation budget? Oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. I can't believe. That's legitimately what happened. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm looking this up right now. Do you want to know the, the budget for this movie? about this movie is the animation. The budget for this movie was $8 million. What? Which is nothing for an anime movie. It's because, quote here, due to the film's low budget, its animation was produced in the Philippines with a less realistic design inspired by stop-motion films. 
Inspired by stop motion? Yeah. That sounds like a, oh, it's so janky, we'll just say it's inspired by stop motion. Yeah. Because there are scenes where like characters move in a way where it's like it looks almost robotic. Like You could have said it was inspired by a shit, and I would have agreed with it. It's bad. But, but yes, the animation's I, horrendous. Because here's, here's the crowning achievement of this movie, and it's the thing I love the it's most. the Wikipedia article. It's, That's the crowning achievement. This is gold. I would highly recommend anyone... Read the Wikipedia Wikipedia article because it's beautiful. Is this movie, from a script standpoint, might be one of the best scripts ever written. (laughs) Ever. And that's a a genuine statement. Because if you you watch this movie, the the structure of the story, the the little character moments, the little side jokes, the little bits... Because it's, it's it's and for anyone that's never seen Hoodwinked, it's a who, it's a who done it. Absolutely must. It's a who done it, right? It's a who done it. Yeah. It's a non-linear crime drama. Lon- non-linear crime drama. That's described by the Wikipedia article. Done. Yeah, done in the form of a who done it. Inspired by Rashomon and for, pulp fiction. <laughs> I, just, I was uh, going to say Tarantino would love this. And just to play the paint the picture for anyone, the story is of uh, Little Red Riding Hood, who is uh, going through the forest. She eventually winds up at Granny's house. Granny is portrayed by the Big Bad Wolf. The Big Bad Wolf lies that she isn't Granny. Woodsman comes through the window swinging an axe. Granny busts out, is still alive, tied up. Cue the police entry to try and solve the crime of WTF is going on. Uh, And a, a, (laughs) I suppose from the back of the box, a mystery unfolds. Why was Granny tied up? Why is the wolf impersonating Granny? Who is the woodsman? And we're not going to spoil it, but... I mean, why the fuck? We spoil everything on this podcast. Why would we... Wait. Why would we not spoil this? Because I want people to genuinely go watch this movie. Because (laughs) from my standpoint, this being the first time I watched it, Uh as the revelations unfolded and I got to solve the mystery along with the movie, I was like, this is genius. This is on levels of Poirot. And learn to... (laughs) (laughs) Agatha Christie, eat your fucking heart out. Yeah, exactly. As things unfold... One of the characters does look like Poirot. He does. Yeah. Voiced by John Cleese. It's not John Cleese. It sounds like John Cleese. It looks like John Cleese and it sounds like John Cleese, but it's not John Cleese. Who is the granny? Jane Fonda? Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Better than Jane Fonda. As this movie unfolds and you get to discover the mystery, and I I was turning to you to like, oh, it's this, it's that. And you two are like, maybe it is. And I'm like, I'm having fun because I'm engaged with the movie. Like, It's good knowing you said, I thought you were just taking the piss, but it's nice to know you actually were. I was enjoying my experience watching Hoodwink. (laughs) Genuinely, maybe it's because I've had a fair bit of booze, or maybe it's just because we're hanging out, like having. But I like maybe if I watched it alone, I don't know. I think you'd still enjoy it. I'm with you, man. I think the script. I think as far as the film goes, the script is so well written. This point, and that is from yeah, the Who Done It like a non-linear crime drama thank you Phil mm. it makes it sound thank like it's Wikipedia. a fucking one of those Swedish noir films <laughs> from like. from that point in its society the gags following the like kind of like oh who done it uh setup the gags are just good you you go through the film and the first person you get is a uh, red riding hood story followed by the wolves and red riding hood story is pretty by the numbers I, and to be honest i actually think it does that for a reason i think you watch the red riding red riding hoods and you're like I mean, this is a bit shit. It's 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 still got some funny gags, but it's a bit like it's lulling oh, okay. you in with a. Oh, this is going to be a pretty. I get it. It's a she's singing a song. Yeah. 
She's got birds lifting up her bike. I get the gag, whatever. Then Patrick Warburton's wolf comes in and just starts laying the groundwork for... <laughs> I just like to say, the note I put down here, part, Patrick Warburton is perfect and the best part. He's, he 100% is the best bit of the film. Like, hands down. Every line delivery is perfect. <laughs> it's, and he's just... And he is doing Patrick Warburton. He's just doing that like, oh, I wish I wasn't here. My character kind of hates it, but he's going to go through the motions. Uh, but yeah, playing this wolf that's a reporter, like a, a news yeah. journalist, sorry. So he's trying to solve the crime. So then you get that bit, and at least that's kind of tongue-in-cheek enough that you're like, oh, wait, fuck, I'm perked up. Like, all right. So the regular story from Red Riding Hood, she's delivering the goodies to Granny. She gets attacked by the wolf. The wolf seems like a dick. Then you get the wolf side where he's like, no, I didn't roar at her. My tail got caught and yeah, I like, screamed. All the little bits, like they added a little more bits of why these happened. Yeah, How we got it? here and like, oh, like it's filling out more of this little this story. narrative. The this wolf. Narrative like, oh, okay, wait. So maybe the wolf isn't the bad guy. And then <laughs> to like seal the deal on, look, we don't give a fuck. We're just having fun with. We're this. just going the woodsman, right off the rails. <laughs> the woodsman comes in and is like. Woodsman, what do you know? And he's like, I am actor. <laughs> I am actor. Uh, I'm doing this. And it just becomes clear. Like, he hasn't got a fucking clue. <laughs> like, he's not even to do with anything in the he film. Is, he is in no way relevant to the story. <laughs> but we're going to spend a good 10 minutes on him anyway. Because it's fun. And it's just fun. That's also the scene where the animators, I think, were like, we know this looks like hot shit so let's just put in some real bad animation it's just a laugh at this point but again coming back to the animation and the script is as the movie progresses, and you get to the woodsman stuff and you get to the granny stuff and then you get to who the the actual villain is i genuinely find myself (laughs) getting i can't believe this is the one film you've decided to not Spoiler alert. Oh, and yeah. are doing your best to sidestep any and all spoilers. I want people to go spoilers. watch Hoodwinked. Because I, I, I'm going to end <laughs> this with a, with a... You heard it here. Ladies and gentlemen, Meander Movie Podcast, episode like 150. Fuck no. Gavin, the pretentious <laughs> Serbian film-loving wanker. I've never seen a Serbian film. I have seen it. You've seen Serbian films. Maybe a Serbian film. Uh, the, the lover of uh, French noir... Fuck nouveau uh, movies and lover of of ghost films set by around a bomb in <laughs> not Iran, ghost bomb whatever the fuck that film was is telling you to go and watch hoodwink yes <laughs> go and watch hoodwink people <laughs> like here's the thing you look at the we've got the dvd over here you look yep. at the dvd front cover and stuff and you hear the plot and they're trying to hoodwink you into not watching it it's true but you Giant need to hoodwink you with the dvd intro music <laughs> the intro music which, <laughs> which i've been still... listening to for give me a time check please <laughs> you've been listening to that for 25 minutes 25 minutes on repeat how are you feeling fucking great <laughs> yeah it's it, it, it's weird it's like the whole film is trying to pull it pull the wool over your eyes but here's the thing because this again the script is so good the characters are so funny the the way the, the little set pieces play out mm-hmm. i got lulled not lulled i got a wonderfully um gifted into an experience where i forgot how bad the film looked <laughs> and i was just kinda like does. i'm invested i'm in like I know what's happening because we're, we're playing along and we're guessing, but I'm still like, I want to see the next joke. I want to see this play out. And then every so often, 
every little moment you're just oh this is nice and then the movie just goes slam <laughs> here's some awful fucking animation this is gonna <laughs> kick you in the eyes here's a river the wolf's in the river but he's not his head's in the river and the rest of it's just like everything's photoshopped out everything's with a moving but his head isn't and it's just like oh my god it looks so terrible it also and like and this is the other weird thing in this film as as good as strong as the script is and as strong as the characters are it also I don't know if it's studio based or just because they were like, oh, kids would like this. It also just throws in these weird curveballs where it's like, what if we had a goat that uh, sings a song about Those his musicals. horns? He, he yodels. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Put him in. <laughs> Put him in. He'll fill five minutes. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of odd choices in this film. But yeah, at its core, it just holds together. It's a solidly good film. But here is the one failure i feel oh it's a of, flaw because i found a flaw in hoodwinked and i, I made mean, a note I, of it i love the film i feel like i could name a bunch of flaws. <laughs> i can't i can only <laughs> name one i could only name two the animation and this other one the mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. Uh, flaw of this film and why yep. i feel it did not succeed and why it didn't become the kind of cultural shrek phenomenon that we all <laughs> now live through fuck off how long have you been waiting to say that word I just came up with that there, genuinely off the top of my head. He's absolutely written that down. I have that, you can check my notes. I have not typed down Shrek Okay, so how, why did this film not become the Shrek that you believe because it should Because be? this film is written for us. Kids will not get 90% of the jokes. Yeah, there, there are more. It feels like there are more teen to adult like humorous moments than there are ones for kids. Like, and, and the animation does not hold up enough for kids to be sucked in on that because front this film is doing the monty python of nudge nudge wink wink do you get yeah, it yeah, yeah. of like like we're gonna reference um your old red red hoods and that stuff he thinks he's kids but are also just gonna make like weird references to things that kids will not understand but exhibits we will understand. in the film exhibit exhibit plays the police oh, yeah, bear yeah but, I mean that kind of says enough for which kid is watching this like oh man I fucking I love, love Exhibit Exhibit's my, my favourite rapper turned voice actor because the usual balance if you watch a Shrek or like Robots with Hugh McGregor because I just that just came into my head Hugh McGregor Robin Williams oh, uh, Michelle McCarthy are they in Robots? Robin Williams oh yeah, Rob, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. but like, if you look at those I don't know movies, if Michelle McCarthy's in the, Robots they find the balance of yeah Melissa McCarthy is she in Robots? I don't recall is it Renee Zellweger? No, she's in a also that Invisible with Arthur and the Invisibles. No, she was in the one with you and McGregor. We, the, the, I don't know if it's the alcohol or, or what's happening, but the, we are just talking about Renee Zellweger in a strange blend. <laughs> but <laughs> we're just working backwards. If you look at if you look at Shrek or Robots, they do the balance. <laughs> They make the robots jo- came out the same year as this movie. What? No way! No, it did not. No way! Because robots, although Ewan robots McGregor, isn't great. Halle Berry, Brad Kinnear, Mel Brooks, Amanda Bynes, Drew Carey, Robin Williams. Robots Drew looks Kenny. good. Robots still looks good. This- People go watch robots. It's alright. A lot of adult jokes in robots. What a what? A lot of adult jokes. But that's the thing I was going to say. Do you remember when they uh, they put the little nut in the baby? Yes. They just hammer in his dick. When you watch robots, it has the jokes for the kids and it has the jokes for the parents taking the kids to the cinema. Yeah. If you go to watch Hoodwinked, which was definitely not released in any cinema (coughs) because it was released on fucking Pirate Bay. It's like, were you... (laughs) I don't even know if Pirate Bay is still a thing. But I think it might have been released on LimeWire. It was definitely LimeWire. Napster, like, fuck it. I should say... Uh, the budget of eight million, 
It was definitely released because the it made a hundred and ten million dollars. That's what? That, yeah. It this film made a hundred million. A hundred and two million. Yeah. But that's because it hoodwinked parents into thinking it's something we can take. The kids I remember to seeing adverts for it when I was a kid. I do not. I didn't know about this movie until you talked about it. And aren't you happy? I'm so happy you brought this into my so life. So we've you like the animation? We've agreed. Dog shit. You like the script? I like love the, the characters. I love the Patrick Warburton. I like the voice cast. Smashed it. Really good. Next point. What's your? The next point I have. Is... Well, are we point four at this point four or five or three. Oh, I've I've already ticked off um, One, two, three, five of the five. Oh, holy shit! We're burning. Uh, oh yeah. Quick here's episode. the here's the next big thing I'm excited about uh, to talk about. This Hoodwinked is the one and only film that exists that has taken inspiration from the Triple X movie. No other movie. <laughs> inspiration is putting it lightly. No other movie that has ever existed before, during, or after the world of Triple X has ever taken inspiration from Vin Diesel's it's, 2004 Triple <laughs> X movie. It's funny because a lot of the criticism that goes into Shrek and Shrek 2 uh, is that. Outside of the time capsule that they exist in, those films, especially Shrek 2, don't hold up. They don't hold up. Because if you watch Shrek 2 outside of its kind of five to ten year bubble, a lot of the jokes start to make less and less sense. Yeah, I suppose so. Because yeah. they're, they're a bit like... like I mean, like... Most of them are still all right. Scary Movie is the epitome of, yeah. like... If you don't, if you didn't watch Scary Movie in the nineties, yeah, none of it makes fucking sense Political because it's so time and stuff. Yeah, and 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 that's not just Scary Movie. It's Scary Movie uh, Two. Scary it's movie all three. those type of movies where it's like let's Epic make a movie. reference to Kim Kardashian or the Three Hundred or yeah, like, like, shit. Just like we're gonna make these references to these things. And if you weren't alive or if you aren't like in in pop culture these times, doesn't play. And and a lot of people say that Shrek and Shrek Two and Shrek Three and Shrek Four uh, all fall prey to that. Incorrect. But not hoodwinked. Except the triple X references. <laughs> Here, here's the most amazing major plot point as well. Hoodwinked is timeless minus triple X. <laughs> oh man, it's such a big thing as well. That was one of my favorite notes to write down was just that this movie was inspired by... I, I also love that the plot point in the film is, hey, I'm Little Red Riding Hood. My granny doesn't lie to me. Yeah, well, what about the triple G tattoo on the back of her neck? Granny, you have a triple G tattoo? And then the camera pans around and it's not like hidden under a fucking doily or anything. It's just it's on plain, plain sight on the back of her neck and Red's like, oh my God, I've never seen that before. Because she's so little. You know, <laughs> and then it, it just cuts to like her doing Vin Diesel's triple X, but snow like the snowboarding stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. The German bad guys are a special touch in hoodwinked. The, see, They're clearly meant to be um, like diehard esque baddies, yeah. right? Or like, I, w- I was thinking of um, Sylvester Stallone's movie Cliffhanger. That's what they made me think of. Uh, I th- it, they just have that quintessential 90s German bad guy vibe. I think it's just because they were wearing like the... They make a joke out of it as well because one yeah. of them doesn't have a bad guy name. Keith. Keith they call him Keith and he's like, yeah. no, you're going to be like Boris or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a good gag. The... That's when the animation though was at its worst. When the it's human human like because the animals you can kinda get away with like a squirrel <laughs> or a fox or a wolf. But then when you try to do a human like character, 
It looks. And it's not it like there's worst. only one of them. There's a bunch of humans. Because you've got characters. Red Riding Hood and then you've got Franny, four of you got the, the, the woodsman. And then and you have the, the woodsman four, as well. The and the kids. Evil like guys. The kids, I. No, the kids, the kids 100%. The, the kids are 100% the animators being like, we don't care. We know it's bad. We're just going to make it as bad as possible. I, I, you were on your phone for that sequence, and it's fine because I appreciate I was it. Notes. I appreciate it, but you, I feel like you missed the full, the full yeah. assault on your senses of how Proper bad feel. of how bad the it's animation is during those scenes. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Terrifying. I feel like you missed out on that, but yeah, the, the humans are particularly bad. Um, I, was it, gonna say something I think about it's that. just like the the uncanny valley kind of looking thing of like oh, their, it's not even uncanny the valley. structure it's... of their face just <laughs> looks uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. All right, point number seven. Okay, uh, this point takes us all the way back to the beginning, so far back that it's when the movie wasn't even playing yet. The Harvey uh, Weinstein Company logo. Uh, we're getting there. Or pre is pre Weinstein. Pre Weinstein. Yeah, that's right. This movie was. Uh, was it this movie or just a different movie that was Weinstein produced? No, this is a Weinstein. Is this a Weinstein movie? Well, this, this is one. a Weinstein yeah. company. So this production. is a Weinstein movie. Unfortunately. There's a nice oh. big special thanks to Bob and Harvey Weinstein at the end of this credits. <laughs> Wait, no, was that? Yeah. I missed it. I was too busy drinking. Well, I've now ticked that point off. So we, we talked about the Weinstein. But the point is I want to talk about is the movie Arthur and the, Vis- and, and the Invisibles yeah. has the cast of Snoop Dogg, Madonna, and was directed by... <laughs> Luke Besson. Do not do not forget the third musician they decided to hire for a voice acting role in, in Arthur, Arthur and the Invisibles. Snoop Dogg. And Madonna. Madonna and I've no idea. David Bowie. Oh yeah, David Bowie. <laughs> also starring Mia Farrow from The Shining. And Mia Farrow. Also produced by the Weinsteins. But also a film by Luc Besson. directed by Luke Besson, yeah. which blew like we weren't recording at this like at any of this point, but I lost my mind at that revelation that Luke Besson one, I've never heard of Arthur and Invisible, so my, that might be the next movie we watch. It's, um, it's the same as James of the Giant Peach, right? Because it's a real live action kid and he shrinks down to animated. Do, yeah. do we want to make the proc- the proclamation now that the next movie after Hoodwink we watch is Arthur and the Invisibles? I thought it would be Hoodwink 2, but I'm fine with Arthur Hood and the Invisibles. I don't think we should ever watch Hoodwink 2. Because I don't think it's ever going to match the, the... Of course it's not. Nothing will match that. That's a masterpiece. Unless it has it's more... It's a badly t- animated masterpiece, but it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's, a master- <laughs> it's one of the worst animated movies ever made, but it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it makes games on the N64 look current. It's PlayStation like- 1. It's it's better than N64 graphics. It is worse than PlayStation 1 cutscenes. That's where it lands. And That's not a good place to land for 2005. But considering it came out after the PS2 is launched, it's awful. It's horrendous. But that's exactly where it lands. Better than N64, worse than PS1. Arthur and the Invisibles looked horrible. Is that it because like, they just found a really bad rip of it and then stuck it on the front of the DVD? It's also because it's live action slash animated. It's also like it fell into that same place where they were like, oh, uh, Shark Tale, Arthur the Invisibles. Do we need voice actors? No, we could just pay musicians. We just get Snoop Dogg and Madonna. We could just get musicians. Are they cheaper? I mean, they're probably about the same and they've got fucking clout. Bang them in. Yeah, you get can as sell many them. as fucking possible as you po- as you fucking can. Harvey and well, that Paul Weinstein. Fault that that started. That was the f- like the first time that it was anyone tried that. What Shrek like, did it? Yeah. So they're like, oh shit. Wait, which musicians are in Shrek? 
Well, just the idea of getting celebrities instead of like voice actors. Or Shark Tale or Shrek. Shrek. Shark Tale had Christina Aguilera. Yeah, because that came after Shrek. <laughs> okay, pause for a second. <laughs> I've never seen Gary say anything with more conviction <laughs> than the way he looked at Audio Boy <laughs> and went. Shark Tale had Christian Aguilera, I'll have you know. Just I like did. the way you said that, I was just like, so fuck you, alright? Shark Tale had Christine Aguilera. Was Shrek first? Yeah, Shrek was first, and it started this trend of let's get big name celebrities in animated movies. Before which Shark Tale. Which is now Tale. very much the model of how things are done. You, like, I, are you sure? Philip yes. is actually uh, incorrect. Shrek's 2001, I'm Philip sure. is incorrect, and here's why I'm going to tell Philip he's incorrect, slash Audiobot. Is it because Shark Tale had Christine Aguilera? <laughs> Two points. Audio Boy comes crashing back into the podcast and, as usual, gives incorrect facts. And Gavin's <laughs> well, here. I'm here for a baby. Gavin's here. You're too lost. Fake news. You're you're too lost in the mu- the menu music for Hoodwink <laughs> to, to understand what's going on, Audio Boy. But here, <laughs> I'm lying. That's not where but we here's are. Here's the point. truth. Here's the truth. Shrek was the catalyst for music being used in animated films but was not the catalyst for celebrities being used in animated films so so it's use of Billy Conroy Hallelujah and uh, uh, what's your name people who did the the ending song the Smashing Pumpkins Smashing Pumpkins (laughs) (laughs) the Smashing Pumpkins Smashing Pumpkins are in Shrek yes they do um, the first one maybe the second one Wait, are the Smashing Pumpkins in Shrek? No, it's Smash Mouth. I swear the Smashing Pumpkins are not. Maybe. But Shrek was the catalyst for using trendy music for scenes in animated movies, not actors. So you are incorrect. Okay, what was the catalyst for that? It was whatever Justin Timberlake was in. I know what it was. It was uh, Illumination. Illumination of their movies, which they would just be like, Which came out like 10 years after Shrek. And that was a catalyst. <laughs> By that point, you'd already had Shark Tale. No, because in Shrek... Shark Tale was out. I'm yeah, telling you. No, but Shrek the, had Shrek Bob Marley's the son. Trend. Bob Marley's son was in Shark Tale. It may have been Shark Tale, Ziggy but it Marley. wasn't Shrek. It was most definitely sung, Shrek. Uh, no, because Shrek was sung, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow. Like, and Eddie Murphy. John Lithgow. Yeah, but Those are no, big names in 2001. No, it wasn't. They weren't musicians it, either. Eddie Murphy has a song. That's what I'm saying. Party I'm saying time, Shrek wasn't... What are you doing? Shrek, Shrek wasn't the catalyst for, for using just vo- like using celebrities. Shrek, Shrek was the catalyst no. for the music, yep. not the actors. I'm saying it's both. Well, you're you're wrong, and that's why this is your last episode for another <laughs> two years. Three years. The Muppets also had celebrities on them as themselves. No, they were celebrity guests on the Muppets. Yeah, as themselves, right? Well, the celebrities. Some of them. They, they weren't the Muppets. Do you know what's the awkward the thing? In the, the Sonic Muppets. movies, they had no celebrities in it. They had James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden's not a good celebrity to be in Sonic. <laughs> they had Jim Carrey, though. <laughs> I, I, no, you should have ended that sentence with James Marsden's not a good celebrity. <laughs> 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 like, oh, James Marsden is the, uh, the, the cookie dough sans chocolate chips of the acting world. I don't he's, know what you just said. He's just you? he's just boring. He's just cookie dough. He's just Jim, James Marsden is... He popped in the oven. He's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. in the boy. oven and then one of the Chris's come out. Yeah. Yeah. J- James Marsden's an interesting one because he has the look of Hollywood leading man. But Absolutely. he falls into that camp of... Pillsbury Doughboy. He's just so nothing. <laughs> you get it. 
He's like he's like he's just ready to be baked. He's like an unbaked dough man. He he's he an means un, he's an unbaked. He has Chris. nothing. He has nothing. Point number eight. My last point <laughs> that I have. I have no. In fact, I have two more points. We've three more these. points that I want to make. Is it three more? Yeah, I have three more points okay. I want to make. Uh, we've done Arthur and the Invisibles. We will return to that at some point in the future. Uh, I've just realised that Toy Story was before Shrek. I'd like to retract my previous statement and say that Toy Story, Toy Story, Toy Story was not the catalyst Shrek. for famous voice. Eddie a, Murphy was in Mulan. Eddie Murphy was in Robin Williams. No, Robin Williams was in Aladdin. No, it was it, it was it was Jeremy Irons was in The Lion King. Here's what James Old Jones was in the line. Here's game. what Robin Williams was a catalyst for. Robin Williams was a catalyst for the funny sidekick just makes all your jokes in animated films. Because then you had your Eddie Murphy in Mulan. Unlimited you had your Cosmic Eddie Murphy Power! In Shrek, and that's where it went. My next point. Hey, look, I'm getting beaten by a rug. That's Robin Williams doing an impression of Rodney Dangerfield in the film Aladdin, where he plays the genie doing an impression of Rodney Dangerfield getting beaten by a magic rug playing I would chess. like to ask Audio Boy... It's my favourite joke in the entire Aladdin film. I would like to ask Audio Boy to get me another beer, please. Also, Gary would I just like... remembered another- why I stopped participating in this podcast. <laughs> you became our... You became your butler. <laughs> <laughs> my other favourite joke in Aladdin is when uh, the genie goes... Uh, he's doing a, a Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I can't remember the line, but I like it. It's the one where you, um, you got to listen to me, Aladdin. You but I'll, do what that's I'm the perfect example. Me. That's a joke for the adults. The kids don't get it because they don't know. The but the Rodney Dang- I feel like at least Jack Nicholson is well known, whereas the Rodney Dangerfield references. <laughs> oh my god! So it's like it's not even a good celebrity to be referencing it's in like the film. Ryan Reynolds. Oh god! I'm going to beat him by a rug. It's like Ryan Reynolds at this point, where all of his references, like people don't get because they're just so old fashioned. Old-fashioned Ryan Reynolds? No, Ryan Reynolds' references are... Like, oh, Deadpool, the, the references are so old-fashioned that people... Thank you for the beer. People yeah, it's like the other way around. Uh, so, Like, he talks about Voltron. My last... Did you ever watch Voltron? No. My third last point. <laughs> uh, they always say that... Um, Do you remember Happy Feet? Robin Williams is in Happy Feet. Directed by George Miller, did the Mad Max movies. Um, <laughs> my, my third last point... Is, uh, there's an ex- we can't be near the end of this already. There's an exclamation point at the end of this uh, bullet point, which is wants to be Shrek, because we've we've been touching <laughs> you can't upon, just say that we've been touching upon Shrek throughout this entire car- and I said Shrek. Was I like to sh- touch upon Shrek. I would. We'll t- I mean, sh- and I let Shrek, Shrek touch is love. Me. Shrek is life. I would abso slam uh, Ogre Drew Barrymore. No, I would Princess Fiona. Cameron Diaz. Cameron. Oh, it's pr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely slam Ogre Drew Barrymore. No, Cameron Diaz. Fucking hell. I would. Uh, I would let Princess Fiona as an ogre destroy me and my entire crotch area. See, so sit on me and I'd be gone. Snap like a twig, and I'd be happy with it. <laughs> Stop. Say something. Stop looking at me. So Shrek <laughs> came out. Episode is descendant of madness. <laughs> Shrek came out, and definitely they were like, "We want to capitalize on the the fairy tale Shrek on stuff. the hoodwinked trend, and we want to make references to other things and be funny, like hoodwinked. Like no, Ho- hood hoodwinked took from Shrek. I think I think Shrek 
was following the hoodwink trend. Shrek came out four years before this movie. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's another movie that also like factors in like your old Futurama. Like, Futurama did it. I was going to say Fables, but that's not it. Fairy tales. Fairy tales. Sorry. Is this thing on? Is no. anyone listening to me? Hello. I can't hear you over the sound of. Um, I think. The DVD Sorry. intro music. You, uh, Karen, I have one extra point to add to this, but you, Karen, yeah, I, I trick. This is definitely like uh, lent onto the like, oh, uh, animation for kids, but we're going to stick in a bunch of adult jokes because, and then it will get. Then it just became around. all adult jokes. Yeah, they, they did. There's not they a single kid stop. joke in this. Uh, my, I think you went in, and I don't know if you'll leave it in or not. One of my absolute favorite gags in this is when the three little pigs are playing poker with a raccoon, and one of the pigs. <laughs> the raccoon's like, what do you mean that's a full house? And the pig goes, look, 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 I know my house is all right. I built mine out of straw. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I think my favorite one but was... He says, he, he says it's so dead. But look, it's, I made mine out of straw, okay? I'm not an idiot. <laughs> that's such... It's such a fucking dumb gag, but it's so good. That's this entire movie, though. It's is, so good. It's dumb jokes that just fucking <laughs> hit right, and they feel good, but they look awful. <laughs> and it's just like... It's amazing. What's your favourite joke? What I was, was going to say it's that when the raccoons, like, they're all about to walk outside, like, and the police officer raccoon's like, they can go through the garbage <laughs> as he walks out of the room. Just like a passing, just like, they can look through the garbage. garbage. Just like... Oh, it's so many good jags. Well, uh, I was going to say something there. Uh, oh, yeah, the other point you've missed in this, and it's another one of these... Maybe I've got it here and you don't know. Inexplicable. Inexplicable choices. Um, bar the directors of the films writing original songs for the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, she put it, yeah. They yeah. also got in Ben Folds... Mm-hmm. You used to keep going on about this guy, Ben Folds. It's not like Ben Folds is an unknown... He's a pretty I, well-known... Yeah. Musician. I don't do music. This is an old thing. I don't know if anyone remembers, but at one point in my life, music was my life. I remember it's that. It's not anymore. I remember when music was your life so much that you were, you that was like this slogan. You kept saying it over and over. You got it tattooed. There, there was someone point. we used to know someone as well who would like reference it every so often in podcasts and say, I don't know if they don't know who they are. Who's that? I don't know. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, doesn't ring a bell. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just weird that they got in. It's weird. it's weird they got him. Penfolds. Who's the other one? There's one other person that, that wrote in a song that we were like, "Oh fuck, that's a actual name." Was that? I might just be remembering. Was Daniel Rogers was the name that came up, but I, I can't say I know who that is. You don't know Daniel Rogers of Hoodwinked fame? I know I, a Danny Rogers who's a goalkeeper for I can't remember who now. The other it feels like uh, over West the hedge. Lothian. Remember over the hedge? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Again, I've, I know I've not seen it. It's very over the hedge. Over the hedge, uh, maybe isn't as funny as this, but it's the same kind of cheap Is the animation. animation. Better? Definitely better yeah. than this. Very emotional movie, I would say. It's quite emotional, um, but it's also one of those films where they were like, we're going to make an animated film for kids. All right, sick. And then they just forgot to make it for kids. Uh, other than it's talking animals. That's hoodwinked. Yeah, no, exactly. Other than it being talking animals, over the hedge especially is like, I don't know, it's not like, other than it being talking animals, it's not really a kid's film. <laughs> it's just a, like a bunch of kind of grown-up things happening, and it's only funny because it's animals. This is the same thing. Like, it's a really good film. 
The only reason it feels like it's for kids is because it's animated and they bunch they put a bunch of talking animals in it. I mean, I suppose it's too big of a question at this point when we're so deep into the episode. But this, you know, I'm going to ask anyway. Ask it. It's the idea that an animated movie has to be for kids. You know, why do we? Nobody says that except you. You're the only person I know that's like, I don't want to watch this. This is animated. It's for kids. That's and not, I tell I've you never all the fucking said time. That. You fucking liar. Never, I say it all the time. I'm like, you should go watch this film. It's animated. And you're like, nah, not for me. It's no, but for I don't kids. I don't watch animated movies because I think or I give the idea that they're for kids. I, I just, told you to watch Funanari Girls 301 on X Hamster the other day. I was, you said, I'm not I was watching that. Say, I was say, I'm not watching that. It's Funanari a fucking cartoon. X13. Yeah, I told you to watch it. You said, this looks like a cartoon. And I said, it's not for kids. And you went, yeah, well, I'm not watching that. I'm going away from the Some great plot now. in that. It's some real good plot in that. Big old titties. And uh, big old dickies. My second last point. I've actually added a third point. No, my second last point is that there is a studio out there that makes animated movies that yes. wishes, begs, desires to be on the same level as Hoodwinked. And that is anything produced animated and made by Illumination Studios <coughs> wishes it could get on to the same level as Hoodwinked. Uh, Illumination Studios has just recently uh, they've just recently brought out the new Minions film which is a prequel. That's the best soundtrack I've seen in a very long time. Rise of Gru, right? Yeah. Um, and like the Minions as far as I can tell are just pure physical comedy. Yeah, they're just Charlie Chaplin They're or, the Mr. Blobbies of the 2020s. Mr. Bean was... No, Mr. Blobby was the Mr. Bean of the 90s. Stop saying so many bees. <laughs> I <laughs> no, hated that sentence. <laughs> Mr. He was, Blobby was Mr. The, Mr. Blobby was the Mr. Bean... No, not the 90s, like the 2000s. Mr. Bean was the Mr. This is the chaplain, chaplain of the 90s. Stan and Laurel were the chaplains Laurel of the... Laurel Hardy. Laurel and Hardy? Stan and Laurel. Uh, Hardy. Stan and Stan, Wait, Stan, Laurel and Oliver Hardy. Yeah. Stan and Laurel. Laurel, like Hardy. Laurel Hardy. Laurel and Hardy were just the Charlie Chaplins of the 70s. And Charlie Chaplin was the Charlie Chaplin of the 40s and 50s. So you just... What, what's, what's your point? My point is that the minions are the blobbies of today. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave you a very quick Super practical famed. history of slapstick comedy. I love yeah. that you just spent 90 seconds to just get to Minions were Mr. Blobby. It's <laughs> just like... Mr. Blobby did it better, though. Well, of course it's Mr. Blobby. As long as the wee nonce Noel Edmonds wasn't around, Mr. Blobby was class. Noel Edmonds isn't a nonce. Oh, he's absolutely a nonce. Is it, what, like Allegedly. A, wait, an official nonce <laughs> or like a BBC nonce? Disclaimer, we have no proof to say that. <laughs> I am allegedly true. saying that Noel Edmonds is a nonce. Uh, the Minions don't speak... English, do they? they speak like pigeon, like pigeon and gibberish. Yeah, I love that you looked to be as if I was going to have an answer <laughs> to that question. No. <laughs> but they, they don't. They, it's not just full gibberish. Kind of, yeah. It's not full gibberish. Sort of it's like pigeon English and, and yeah. gibberish. Yeah. It's like they go like, "How about a banana? How about a banana? How about Gavin? How about a banana? How about a banana? How about a banana? <laughs> Rest in peace, Scatman. But yeah, movies like Sing, uh, the, the Star recent, Scarlett Johansson, the recent Bradley Grinch Cooper. movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, good film. I the like Minions that. movie, Minions film, uh, didn't watch other it. Illumination movies, all wish 
they could be hoodwinked. And that's a genuine thing, I believe. What is the most recent film? Did anybody see Bad Guys? What's the most recent film that came out that was definitely like an animated film with adults hardcore in mind? Here's how I'm going to quickly answer my question so you can then speak to Audio Boy about this. I haven't seen any of that. Don't watch animated movies. There you go. Speak to Audio Boy. I mean, the Bad Guys is out right now, I think. Yeah. Is it good, though? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. The last thing I saw. Wow, a great conversation yeah. that was. <laughs> wow. I saw Sing 2. I watched the episode of Bluey the dog the other day. Have you seen Bluey? Oh, Bluey. Okay. It's not what I thought you were saying. What did you think I was saying? Bluey? Yeah. Oh, have you seen Bluey the dog? One of your, it's one of your special ex-hamster no, videos no, no, we're this talking is, about. This is a, like, genuine, Bluey the dog. This is a genuine... It's a hamster. It's for kids. <laughs> genuine kids cartoon about a bunch of dogs that are from Australia and they just... It's like, you know, like, these. this episode, the, the dog is going to teach kids how to not be little shits. Like, it's a, it's for children, but it's clearly written with, um, like, oh, kids are going to be watching this, but adults are going to have to watch this on repeat all day, every fucking yeah. day. So we're going to write some good jokes into it. I seen a clip the other day where the kids are playing Pass the Parcel. And when I was growing up, Pass the Parcel was... You, there was one parcel you pass it around and, and you keep on wrapping. There was just one present though, yeah. the one in the middle. Yeah, and if you didn't get that one, tough fucking shit, you out. Like that kid got like the weird, like the fucking the 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 super soaker or the yeah, the, I don't know mini remote control car or, or remote control or whatever. There was one gift. Nowadays, in a pass the parcel, there's a gift on every level. So the kid unwraps it, and you're like, yeah, I got a spinning top. Yeah, I got a Beyblade. Yeah, I got a Kinder Egg, whatever, right? We have no idea what kids get these days, by the way. Because you said Beyblades, <laughs> Kinder Eggs, and spinning tops. <laughs> and spinning <laughs> tops. Uh, so Beyblades are just the spinning tops. <laughs> spinning tops of the 90s. Things that kids do not wow. get right now. Beyblades! Yeah, but anyway, this, wait, wait. Bridget spinners are just the Beyblades of the 2010s. <laughs> anyway, uh, Hot Bluey. Take from Audio Boy. The sketch I seen of Bluey the other day is this. Uh, We're still on Bluey. I forgot Uncle about that. fucking. Dan or whatever his name is, is like, hey kids, we're gonna play parcel parcel. Here's the parcel, and he's all the kids start passing around. And he's like, I'm not looking. Look, I'm gonna press play, and when I'm I'm not looking, when I press stop, open the parcel. The guy's round, round, around, presses stop. Some kid opens it, and he goes, "There's no present in here." And the, the Uncle Dan's like, "Yeah, of course there's no present in there. It's past the parcel, right? We're gonna press play. We're gonna keep going." And the kid's like, Aah! and he runs off screaming. So the kids keep playing it. And then the next kid pauses it, the next kid opens it, he's like, there's no present in here. And he's like, yeah, I know, it's past the parcel, there's no present in every level. And the kid's like, Aah! and runs off screaming. <laughs> and then the parents start heckling Uncle Dan. And they're like, what are you doing, Uncle Dan? And he's like, look, we're playing past the parcel, this is the proper way to play. And he's like, Dan, it's not the bloody 80s, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they're so angry at him. It's so fucking funny. Anyway, Hoodwink reminds me of Bluey. Because, well, Bluey reminds me of Hoodwink because it's well written and it's for kids. And I love uh, animation. My last point. For hey, God, I'm getting beaten by a rug. <laughs> My last point for uh, uh, Hoodwinked. I almost forgot the name of the movie. I was thinking of Bluey there for a second. It's uh, it's a thought that I Blood overheard. It's a thought I overheard. It's a it's Blood a thing you said that I thought I'm going to take that and make it Blood a note of mine, and it's something I know. <laughs> so you're just stealing my fucking. It's it's a now a thing. I want to use this podcast as a as a a vessel, uh, 
uh, an inspiration to Blood the people Rick. out there listening. All of you. All four of you. All four of you. And I'll name up, you Dave? all right now. Brian, Caboose, Gemma, and Sam. Who the fuck? Well, who are you naming? What I want all of four yeah, exactly. of you to oh, do. You look like a fucking tit now, don't you? What don't I want all of four listeners. of you to do is <laughs> I want you to support the Kickstarter that we are going to start to get Hoodwinked reanimated. It does need it. It would it would suffer not suffer, it would do so good from a reanimation. Can you even reanimate a film? Is that allowed? Hundred percent you can. You just do like a four K restoration. Is that what we're calling it? Or are we just gonna be Yeah, because think of all those I movies. think we reanimated from scratch. Think of like there there are two movies that require a a four K reanimated uh, experience and that's Hoodwinked, Hoodwinked and Terminator Titan A E. Oh Titan AE. Titan AE deserves like, I was gonna say cats. Terminator 2. No, could cats do is perfect well. as it is. You don't want to touch <laughs> that. Course. Terminator 2 could do with a 4K reanimation. No, 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 no. It's tight. If you if you no, reanimated the Terminator. No, 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 no. You could reanimate him a visor on and you could make him Robocop. It's hoodwinked and tight. Imagine how good that would be. That's it. Robocop fighting and hunting down John Connor. Have you seen them doing a first first person Robocop video game? It looks pretty good. It looks garbage. It looks, I thought it looked pretty it good. As bad as fucking Hoodwinked. I would put Robocop into a lot of films. <laughs> okay. Like like Hoodwinked? Like this one? Alien 3. Bluey, the thing, could, the blue. Alien 3 could do with a Robocop. Terminator 2 could do with a Robocop. Alien 3 could do with a rewrite. <laughs> Total Recall, the uh, Colin Farrell one, could do with a Robocop. Dr. Parnassus Imaginarium. What was that name of that film? Um, Dr. Parnassus Imaginarium and Terium. Dr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> Could do with a Robocop. Here's an idea I've just had that I'm going to make a podcast topic we do in the future. You replace Exhibit with Robocop in this movie. Robocop in Hoodwink. We, we just talk about movies, but if Robocop was the lead character and see how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a podcast topic I'm going to write down. Bosh. Good idea. But yeah, before Gary, Beauty and the Beast with a Robocop. With a Robocop, but she, but he's Beauty. Yeah, he's Belle. He's, he's Robocop's Belle. I think that film would finish in two minutes because Gaston would be like, "Oh, Belle, I'm going to make you my wife. You are a piece of shit." <laughs> fucking dead. Because he's stealing everyone's eggs. Gun, co- <laughs> gun comes out thigh. There's, beast dead. Right at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, during the opening song, uh, "Provincial Life." AKA Bell. Uh, one of the women goes, I need six eggs. Mm-hmm. And another person goes, That's too expensive. That's a yeah. line. And as a kid, I was always like, Why are the eggs so expensive in Beauty and the Beast? And then skip forward, not even two minutes. And get, no, it is a bit longer than two minutes, yeah. but it's during Gaston's song uh, when he's in the tavern and he's like, I eat six dozen eggs a day to grow large. Yeah. Now he's as big as a barge. So it's just inflation in Beauty and the Beast Town. Gaston's eating six dozen eggs a day. No wonder they're expensive as shit. That guy knows he can jack the price up. An old fucking dumb Gaston's going to keep turning up like, yo, six dozen eggs, my man. Yeah, six. That's uh, eight gold pieces today. Seven gold pieces yesterday. Yeah, man, it's meant to be six silver pieces, but you keep fucking buying them and everyone else can fuck off. 
It, like, it's a monopoly. The guys are selling eggs at a, um, a huge markup because Gaston, the dumb fucking creatine-filled skaghead, skaghead, just fucking keeps wolfing down eggs, shell and all. He's massive, tiny penis. Definitely He's got a steroid He's the Joe Rogan issue. of medieval France. He's the Joe <laughs> Rogan of medieval France. Yeah, that's why the eggs are so expensive in Beauty and the Beast. What are we talking about? I love how we went from... Hey, Robocop and Beauty and the Beast to the fucking egg market that's going on in the- <laughs> uh, Hey guy, I'm gonna beat him by a rug. It's the best impression. My other favorite bit in Aladdin is when he is um ten thousand bad guys with swords. That's the other bit in Aladdin I like. So before uh, I was My really- favorite bit in Beauty and the Beast No, it, no I'm listen. My other favorite, my favorite bit of Beauty and the Beast. My favorite, my favorite bit of Beauty and the Beast is when uh, Cogsworth goes, and as I always say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's a good bit. I have favorite lines from all the Disney films that aren't the the most popular bits, but they are my favorite. Bits. What's your favorite line from Mulan? From Mulan. Yeah, I don't think I like Mulan that much. Okay, well, that was a good conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my final point... I think I like when the cricket goes... It's too late. My final point is, everyone listening... Oh, no, wait, no, I know what my favourite bit in Mulan is. Sorry, I genuinely, my favourite bit in Mulan is during the song... Um, my head is in my hands. No, it's during the song... Uh, what's the song about the girls? Uh, Will they make a man out of you? No, 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 the one that comes after that... Um, we'll make a woman out of you. No, shut up. <laughs> Phil, what's the song after I'll Make a Man Out of You where they're all singing about the girls they want to go home with? I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, there's a bit where the fat guy's like, I don't care how good she looks like. I just care how good she cooks like. And then all the other guys go, pork, chicken, beef. Mm. That's the best bit in Mulan. Sorry, I just misogyny. Yeah, but no, because well, he doesn't. The entire movie, to no, be because fair. the rest of the the rest of the soldiers only care how good they, the girls at home look like, and the fat one doesn't care how good they look. He only cares how well they cook, and then they will go pork, chicken. Oh, he's beef. one of the good ones. Mm, he's a good. He, well, he's, he's an better, ally. Apparently, he's better <laughs> than the rest. Anyway, that's my favorite. But you asked. There's yeah. your answer. That's the best bit in Mulan. We don't Just to bring it right back. Right. My favorite bit in Hercules is when Hades <laughs> goes. Uh, I know you know <laughs> to the fates. We know. I know you know. That's the best bit in Hades. Bring it back round. The dete- um, Cogsworth, as you were talking about there, Beauty and the Beast, yep. um, was voiced by the same man that voiced the detective. Not John Cleese. That's, but it's not John Cleese. He's a frog, he though. Voiced the detective in this. He's a real fro- in real Flippers. life, he's a frog. John Cleese is a, fro- a frog in real life. John Cleese what has turned into was? a frog in real life. No, he's no. a bit of an odious prick now. I mean... Wouldn't you be if, you know, you'd been around for that long and oh, just... No. John Cleese is doing the whole, like, oh, it's comedy, you can make... As long as it's a, 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 you're saying it in the realms of a joke, it's allowed. No, it's not, John Cleese. That's not how comedy works. So we don't have an out for this episode. So the ending is going to be... Name me more Disney films, I'll tell you my favourite lines. The ending them. is going to be now, so okay. I don't have to do that. Um... So we, we have given you what you promised. We've given you the hoodwinked... Um, Experience. Next up, and we'll, the call to arms will either be the call to arms is go watch Hoodwinked. Yes, the call to arms is get this movie reanimated, and then we will reanimate Hoodwinked somehow. And we will then, start a kick. I will genuinely start a kick. But then here's this. the point. Here's the question. Actually, I've just had this thought, this idea, this thing pop into my head: is if we reanimate Hoodwinked, mm-hmm. does it 
lose the magic that is hoodwinked. No, no. the script holds up itself. The animation, if anything, drags the film down into a... The, film, the, the script is like a B plus. Maybe close to an A. I give it an A. Close to an A. The animation, however, drags it down <laughs> sure? to the, the levels of a of a D movie. It's the the anim like the it's unbelievable how we've spoke about this before in the mic. Where I'm like, how does somebody get to the end and they're like, right, should we just give this whole film a watch through, start to finish? And then they went, yep, this will do. This animation is as is exactly what we were looking for. Who who sat down and watched <laughs> this and went, yeah, slap slap a fucking sticker on it. We're done. This is ex this is great. I feel like after George Lucas and his producer stopped watching The Phantom Menace and went, fuck it, that'll do. They then watched Hoodwinked and went, hey, fuck it, that'll do. And just put it out. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Bad animation. But yeah, let's do it. The next movie that we will then do this for is going to be Arthur and the Invisibles. Uh, I now want everyone to get excited. As excited. It's going to be such a fucking letdown. The fun thing. You can feel no, it now. Already. No, the fun thing is that Audio Boy, you have not seen it. No. Gary, you have not seen it. And I, the. What, was it, what did I say? The masochist of. He said something about bull torture. Mas masochist of bull torture. I have also not seen it. So Arthur and the Invisible, starring Snoop Dogg, Madonna, and. David uh, Bowie. David Bowie. And David Mia Bowie. Farrell. And Freddie Highmore. And directed by Luke Besson Produced of by the Fifth Element fame. It makes you think it has to be at least a film. Even though it's a weird and it's exactly. got bad voice cast. It's still, it, like Luke Besson surely wouldn't put out a turd. I mean, have you? are you oh, losing your... <laughs> Luke Besson has like three good movies. Like, yeah, he made four. What? Oh, is, are you saying <laughs> Arthur... He made four. Arthur of the Invisibles is the fourth <laughs> one? <laughs> I don't know, I haven't seen Are it. Are you saying that Are Arthur Invisibles is the fourth on, one? Mike. I sneezed to the left of the mic. Are you saying that Arthur Invisibles is the fourth one? I'm going to use that to, like... I don't know why I'm now talking like... I'm, I'm <laughs> Are you saying that Arthur Invisibles is the fourth one? What which what, what four films did he have? Has he got... Fi <coughs> he had... Stop <laughs> looking at me. He had Fifth Element. He's Good got, film. Uh, Leon the Professional. Good film. Uh, Two. He's got Arthur and the Invisibles. Maybe. And then and Valene, the Save a Thousand it's Planets. Not so Valene, it's called. Save a Thousand Planets. He's got Bad one film. Another one, but I can't, re I can't remember. Uh, Shrek 4. Luke Besson was not involved in the Shrek franchise. <laughs> Lucy. It's not Lucy. Oh, uh, God. I'm getting beaten by a rug. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to episode yeah. something of the Meandering Movie Podcast. I've generally forgotten at this point. This is a mess. No, this is this is beautiful. <laughs> Also, I love that I didn't think we had enough content to fill a whole episode. We've gone long, so this is going to be interesting. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Hoodwinked. Excuse me, I just burped. There are three Arthur movies. Arthur and the Invisibles 1, Arthur and the Invisibles 2, Arthur and the Revisibles is the last one. He, he directed all three of them. <laughs> Fuck off, really? <laughs> yeah. How have I never heard of these movies? Because they're invisible. You're not the right audience. You were too old. That's true. I remember the adverts for that movie. I remember seeing these like being advertised. My favorite bit in Peter Pan is when Fuck the off. Kid, no, listen, no, when the I kids, want, no, no, when the stop kids talking. When the kids come in and uh, the dog gets kicked out and they're like, <gasps> poor Nana, and then the dad goes, poor Nana, what about poor Papa? 
Best bit in Peter Pan. I want you to send in your thoughts, feelings, opinions, ideas on uh, Hoodwinked. I want you to send in your ideas for movies like Hoodwinked we can watch afterwards. I want you to send in your favourite quote that is not a regular quote from a Disney movie for Gary. And I also want you to applaud, laugh, cheer and be joyful for Audio Boy's return. This has been the Meandering Movie Podcast. This has been Audio Boy. Music is life. This has been Gary Copeland. I'm getting beaten by a rug. <laughs> and this has been the masochist ball torturer. Uh, thank you for listening. We will see you on the other side of Hoodwinks. Peace out. Whose balls are you torturing? <laughs>